Welcome to episode 35 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and I'm so excited to welcome Ashley Bowden today on the show. We're going to be talking about healing your relationship with social media, setting boundaries, and so much more. Ashley Bowden is an inspirational speaker, heart encourager, and coach to creative women. She is passionate about equipping women to develop a flourishing relationship with themselves, heal their identity, and increase their confidence. You may also know her as the visionary behind hashtag the imperfect boss, a movement that is making imperfect normal and inspiring tens of thousands of creative women to become real and confident in life and business. The easiest way to her heart is through soul talk, hugs, and donuts. Let's just go ahead and jump into this episode. You're going to love it. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I have been over the moon excited waiting for you to join me today. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm so honored and excited to be here with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, before we jump in, um, do you want to let everyone know just a little bit about yourself and and what you do? I'd love to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm Ashley, and I am the visionary behind a movement called The Imperfect Boss. And really, the mission of The Imperfect Boss is to make imperfect normal, um, because it is, and so I want to prove it to you, and also... (laughs) to inspire women to be, to really grow their confidence because when they grow their confidence, they can grow in every other area of life, including their work, but also, you know, like well-being relationships and how much they can change people's lives with their gifts. So that's kind of the main work that I do and is running that community and running all the different events and offerings that we do through that community. And it's definitely like, the passion of my life. So, yeah. And that's how I came across you and met you too, was through your campaign, the imperfect boss, which has evolved into so many amazing things. Like I feel like it's just, it's so incredible. And it was something, I just want to thank you personally, because it was something that was so needed for me in my life, not only in my entrepreneurial journey, but just in general to see this campaign of, of women. And if you're listening to this and you haven't heard of the imperfect boss, go check out the hashtag. Um, after this, but uh, it really was so helpful to me to see like, oh, wow, yeah, you don't have to be perfect or any one way to show up online or to show up in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, that was something I really struggled with for a long time, especially, um, you know, since I had dealt with depression and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. it was like to have you create this holding tank for all the, all these people to show up. It's, it's just been so incredible. And I feel like it's the, like, I know you run the campaign several times a year, but I feel like it, it never ends. Like it's always there. It's always this amazing, it's this amazing (laughs) reminder for so many people. Yeah. And I feel like, well, it's so interesting because when we did the first campaign, which was in May, 2016, I, it's crazy to think that Instagram stories wasn't even a thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, and 
and because of that, I feel like Instagram stories have really humanized Instagram in a, in a pretty significant way. And so before then, like, it was especially curated. Um, it was like a lot of flat lays, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm actually, it's actually been really interesting for me to just watch even the, like, how, like, social media has evolved and how there is so much, um, more space for people to be themselves for people to share about real things um, and I'm so thankful to like to be a part of that in people's lives since we have done the campaign yeah I love how you mentioned that Instagram stories is humanizing because I think the humanizing kind of like the internet space because I think that's so true and I see more and more that people um, even just like regular everyday people that aren't entrepreneurs you know are yeah. just using platforms as a way of of healing and a way to share their story and find other people that are going through what they're going through and there's these like little sub niches and pockets especially I don't know I just always feel like Instagram feels kind of like this cozier place um but it's it's really cool to see that adapt and evolve um and I know I know too you've shared a little bit about kind of your own story um through, through that space, um, could you speak a little bit to maybe kind of how Instagram has been kind of a, or, or any platform and you, how yeah. you've used it has been like a welcoming place for you? Yeah, it's funny, right? Because I think a lot of um, people our age, millennials, they see Instagram like as more of a safe place and Facebook is like more of a war zone. Um, and I think that that has ultimately become a little bit true and that uh, has kind of become like a little bit more of a a ground where like real connections are made and um, Facebook has become more of like a little bit like spammy and a little bit um, of like intense debates. Mm -hmm. But um, I know that it was actually funny because for me, Instagram, I had a really hard time getting into Instagram until I started the Imperfect Boss. I was like, I don't even know like how people grow anything on this platform. And I'm like, no photographer here. So like, what are, what's even happening? And through that, the campaigns and through being able to share like more of my authentic and honest story around lots of different things around failure, around um, being in addiction recovery, and being able to to share those parts of my story and see the level, the quality of connection that can happen when you get honest and genuine. And what I ultimately experienced on a very massive scale through the first campaign has really changed and really kind of, uh, kind of like determined how I'm going to show up online and how I'm going to mostly show up on Instagram and I'm going to show up in this very authentic, totally myself kind of way. Yeah. Could you kind of explain, because when I think of, honestly, when I think of authenticity, like you're the first face that comes to my mind. I'm like, this Uh is, this is the woman that has like just created a voice and a power behind what that really means. And so could you kind of, like, how would you define being authentic? Like, I feel like it's such a big thing, but how, how would you kind of phrase it? Yeah. I, I think I would, I would kind of define it as as showing up as totally myself 
but also on purpose. Mm. So not just like showing up and being myself and maybe talking about all the difficult things happening in my life, <laughs> but showing up on purpose, talking about specific things that I know that if I open up about these things or if I share about this part of my life or this part of my story, that it is for the betterment of someone else. So it's for mm -hmm. the freedom or the gift that it can give someone else. And I think I even, you know, was something that I really wanted to watch for in some of the communities I've built is like, I think it can be easy to be like, oh, like, yeah, just be real. And like, suddenly just being real becomes like this permission slip to just complain about your life. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've been guilty of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think we all have. <laughs> um, and so, and realizing that authenticity is not a permission slip to complain about your life. Authenticity is a permission slip to use the things that you've been through and the story that you have to connect with other people and to make their lives better. Um, and I, so I think there is like, a, there's obviously like value and authenticity for ourselves, but I think that the bigger gift in authenticity is how we can impact the people around us. Mm, that's such an important point too. And it kind of like, it's kind of like when, cause I've been in places in my life where all that seems to come up for me is this place of complaining and like, and I can hold space for that and like acknowledge that. But I, yeah. I hear you that when, when it comes from a place of purpose, and, and not just for other people, but also like, what can I learn from this experience? That's where like, I think the power grows. So it's like, yeah. what can, what is like showing up for me as a lesson? And, and we're not always in that place, like, right? Sometimes we yeah. just have horrible things that happen and we're not in that place. But I think that's really helpful. And I'd love to hear too from you, like some of the ways that maybe you've used that in your own life in terms of things that you're, you know, that you've taken that you could have just complained about that you've taken as a way to, to motivate others and, and motivate yourself. Yeah. Um, well, my relationship with social media, like at the beginning was very much like I, you know, that kind of classic story of, I really, it was a way to feel seen um, and it was like hustling for that, that feeling, like that feeling of being seen and of being loved and like, like, look, I'm still important. Like, <laughs> look at all these likes I got. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like it, it had gotten pretty unhealthy um, because of that, because of coming at it from that place. And that has a lot to do with like, um, more of my journey of like um, recovering from addiction because when I was struggling like in some of the hardest spots with addiction like social media was almost this way of like or work in general was almost a way of like proving to myself like that that I was so important even though I was struggling so hard behind the scenes mm -hmm. um, and so it, everything was kind of like driven out of that place and even in in vulnerable sharing like there was a part of me that just wanted to do it so that I could feel like I wasn't alone so that I could feel like I was seen and I think that there's like a healthy element to that like of us just being like let's talk about these things because then we can know that we're not alone we can know that there's others like us or we can know that other people have triumphed out of the places where we're still like wrestling through things and um, 
but then on the other side, like it was difficult for me to, um, you know, it's like everything kind of would land on the response. And that's, mm-hmm. that w- it was almost like a, a power shift. Cause then I'm not sharing my story out of a place of power. I'm, I'm sharing my story out of a place of putting the power on other people and how they're responding to me. That is such a good point. Yeah, because I've done that too. I think we all do where it's like, I feel like I'm sharing something vulnerable, but the minute I hit post, it's like, then I'm waiting for, (laughs) you know, validation or yeah, you're, you're a strong person or, and, um, just to share kind of a personal moment from my own life and how that Mm -hmm. happened is when I was 23 and I lost my dad, I use social media as a way of kind of being like, I'm going to be the strongest person ever. And I'm, look at me doing all these things and starting an exercise program and not letting the grief get to me. And every time I posted, I would get these like, I don't think like loving posts was a thing at that point, <laughs> like, yeah. but uh, we get all these likes and stuff and comments like, wow, you're so like resilient. And that fueled me in a way that kept me going. But what it ultimately did is it stalled me from holding space for my grief. So it was almost a form of escape, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. And so could you speak a little bit more to like, in terms of people that are wanting to share or that are feeling vulnerable, um, could you speak a little bit more to the purpose, like think, like how yeah. to evaluate, how to kind of come from that place of sharing, but incorporating purpose? Yeah. So like there are a couple of boundaries like that I use for myself and that I kind of will encourage people if they ask me. And so one of the things is like, I will only share vulnerable things online if they're things that I've already processed in private. Mm. The first time I'm processing something, it should not be for the world to see. And yeah. so that's like probably like one of the most significant or most important ones. And um, another one, another important one for me is like, am I, am I more um, focused on the healing that this will give me or am I more focused on the healing that it will offer to other people? Hmm. Um, and I think that when we share vulnerable things online, like there, there is a healing element to it and that's what some of what makes it so beautiful. Um, but that for me, like I can't do it out of the motivation to be healed myself mm-hmm. because it needs to be more so the emphasis needs to be more so on the healing of other people. And so usually like when I'm thinking about what to share, like I'm usually approaching it more from the perspective of like asking questions, like what could I share today that would set someone else free? Mm. Or like, what could I talk about that other, that other women feel shame about? And by me just talking about it, that it would disrupt the shame. Um, and so it's more focused on the other, the person on the other end reading than on my own, even on my own sharing or my own processing. And I also find that helpful for people, like, even if you're scared, like, let's say you're scared to share something, and, but you know that it's important. If, you, if the emphasis is more on the other person, if the emphasis is more on the vision 
for other people and how to impact someone else, it's a lot easier to do something that's scary because because um, you're driven by their transformation, not by how scary it feels for you. Wow. Th- those are so powerful. I love the questions that you ask yourself too. Um, we'll have to put those in the show notes because that really changes everything. Like even for me now, I'm like, wow, like it makes me realize like, I was like, I thought I was pretty intentional with some of the stuff I posted, but like this makes it like, this takes it to a whole, a whole nother level. And that also reminds me too of how I read a post somewhere. I can't remember who wrote it, but it was something along the lines of like, you don't have to like your story or your vulnerability. Like it doesn't always have to be shared or it doesn't have to serve yeah. as this inspirational thing for other people. Like not every element of our pain has to serve someone else. And I thought that was really like, for me, that was cause I share a lot and cause I run a business. I was like, wow, like sometimes I can have pain or I can go through something and like, I don't have to use it to, to serve someone else. Like that was yeah. kind of, life-changing for me yeah yeah I totally agree at that point someone sent me a quote recently but and I'm I don't remember the exact words but it was something like it's a pretty graphic quote but it has something to do with like um like if you're going if you're like in the if you're in it right now you're going through something painful like basically like don't like share out of that place like with your own blood Mm. um no one basically like no one likes to read or like look at other people's blood um and like there is something to be said about about holding sacred and the process that we're in right now and not feeling the pressure to share everything to everyone and and even that whole thing of like not everyone should get access to everything that you're going through yeah, I think it's also that level. I really actually I like that because it's that level of discernment too. Like, yeah. you know, um I'm not going to walk into Chipotle and tell the person in front of me that like, you know, something really awful just happened, right? Like yeah. I'm going to save that for when I'm with family or with my girlfriends that I trust and their yeah. their moments right because it's all about I think that's kind of a form of self-love too is like knowing when it will be best received because like you said we are still in a vulnerable place when we are sharing even if we know even if we come from a place of like directing it at serving someone else or whatever sharing is an act of vulnerability so the biggest form of self-love within that can be creating an awareness of when it's safe to do so yeah totally yeah i really like that what has been one of like the biggest like has there been have there been any big surprises in terms of like this campaign or have there been any like pivotal people or moments that have like completely caught you off guard or been like wow like that that's incredible Hmm. well I, I was very I was a little bit surprised like when the first time I did it how much it took off and I had it wasn't my first time doing campaigns so I had like like I had the confidence that I would be able to make it successful, but I I don't think I realized like how much it would hit a nerve with women. Mm. And I mean, in all of the campaigns and I've done different concepts versus that first initial one, but oh, I think I'm always surprised by um, the ability to like impact 
to impact lives and to really hold space on such a a larger scale um where it's like you know like if you're working if you're working with someone one-on-one like that's one thing but like when you're like holding space for three days for like hundreds of people like that it's like a whole other thing (laughs) yeah Um, and that I think honestly is one of the things that has surprised me the most like how like exhausting (laughs) and I'm like so tired like I'm like I'm not even doing anything I feel so tired yeah absolutely no I that was something else I was thinking about for you is like the amount of just like self-care energetically emotionally that you must have to be aware of and I'm sure after every campaign you know you've figured out more and more like what you need but to hold space for that many people. I mean, it's incredible. And I know it's so intentional the way that you put everything together and the people that you reach out to and collectively, I just, every time I see that you're doing it again, I'm like, oh my gosh, like she must be so excited, but also so overwhelmed. And, (laughs) and what's, um, like one thing that you talked about was kind of like, you know, setting boundaries around sharing. Um, and what's something that you do in terms of setting a boundary around, Kind of protecting yourself emotionally from not kind of taking on the energy of everyone when those campaigns are happening. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like I don't know. There's just something. I think I must like already have the boundary in mind of like I'm holding space for people, but I'm not taking any of it upon myself. Mm. and but I am at the same time very protective of the space and and I kind of let it be there like I kind of the way that I would describe it like in imagery is like let's say like we look at it like one big room Mm. and like I'm going to protect the space so I'm going to make sure like like who like what's influencing the space like who's coming in who's coming out um and but i'm just gonna let people do what they need to do in the space so like like what are they gonna need to like work through what are they gonna need to process through in order to share vulnerably what is it gonna look like for them i don't give any any time or attention to judging like oh well they're being vulnerable or or they're not actually being vulnerable. That's like not my job at all. My job is simply just to create the space. And I think something that I've noticed is like when you start getting into stuff around vulnerability, like there tends to be like a judgment that really comes up. And, And I've had people say to me like, oh yeah, like, you know, I don't know. Like they were they were really being vulnerable, but that girl, like, no, like she was, it wasn't vulnerable enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or like, it sounds, interesting. she's not actually, and I, and my, that like makes me so upset inside because I'm like, it is like, it's not your job to judge that. Like there's no way that you could know that you don't know the inside of their heart. Mm. And so I like, I just kind of consider it my job to create the space and let people do what they need to do within it and support them in it and, and, and kind of protect it from some of the things like some of the influences that can come in when you're sharing vulnerably, like powerlessness or 
complaining or uh, judgment. So, yeah. That's such a good point because, and I think too, like as it's evolved over the years, I've seen some of the same people, you know, start out with something that to most people might feel like not a big share, right? But that's not what it's about. But then like over the years, it's like, they're sharing more and more. And I think too, it's like, it's kind of like, I love that room example. Cause if you walk into a party and you've never been there before and you don't know anyone, yeah, you're probably going to be a little bit more timid. Right. But as these people get to know each other more, they're willing to share more. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's really due to the amazing job you do of creating that space and holding that environment for mm-hmm. everyone. And it's really, really powerful. And I just want to, again, say that like the work you're doing is, is so incredible. And it's, I think it's something too, like, it reminds me of that quote, right? Like, um, people won't always remember what you did for them, but they'll remember the way that you made them feel. And you're making like hundreds and probably thousands of people feel like, oh, wow, I can show up as myself online authentically. And I don't have to be judged for that. And I can be successful. I can be successful and have a a messy house or I can be successful and and, you know, not look a certain way, or I can be successful and not be making six figures. And I, I just think there's so many elements of it that are just so needed. And I just like, want to just thank you for the work that you're doing, because it's, it's amazing. And it's something that's, again, just really been really powerful in my own life. So thank you for just showing up authentically. (laughs) Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah. Ashley, can you let people know, like, where you are online and like, if, is there anything that you have going on? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, this isn't going to be a big surprise, but the main area or main place I show up is on Instagram. And so either imperfect bosses or Ash at Ashley.Bowden. And, and right now the imperfect boss really has two main big things going on. One is, we're running a camp this October, and two, we just opened up a membership for women who want to grow their confidence and through a daily confidence practice. And so, would love to have anyone join in on any of those things or just come say hi on Instagram. And oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, confidence is something that's so key and I can only imagine that you're like the perfect person to host something like that so that's really Um, awesome and exciting so yeah yay that's awesome I just want to thank you so much for being here and um, as always we'll have all of the show notes and links to everything Ashley's doing on the blog at mindfulproductivityblog.com slash podcast and Ashley just thank you so much again for being here this has been such a lovely conversation and I know I learned so much just from everything you shared awesome thanks for having me Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Mindful Productivity Podcast with new episodes coming back at you every single Monday. To find more information about mindful productivity and view all of the podcasts, go ahead and visit mindfulproductivityblog.com. I'd also love to see you in the free private Facebook group, Mindful Productivity with Sarah Steckler. So if you're interested, come on over there. Until next week, I'll see you then.